Welcome to Sports Cash, a space to discuss sports and money. I'm your host, KD. And this is your host, Vlad, Mr. ESPN. Cash Crew, we're back again for another episode. This one's going to be a little bit different, but before we go into that, how you feel, Vlad? Doing good. Again, welcome back for another episode. Um, we're going to chime in on something a little different, switch it up this week. But before we get started, let's do this week's headline. Um, I think for all Eagles fans, we might be a little happy, but a little bit upset at the same time. But um, on the happy side, we got rid of Carson Wentz. Yes, sir. Good. Um, Bye. But we got him for peanuts. So yeah. I don't know how that's going to turn out. But um, the quote-unquote cancer in the locker room is now gone. So, it's good to see. Do we keep Jalen Hurts, or do we go after Deshaun Watson, or do we go get some weapons in the draft or in the offseason? So, it's good to see, but um, shout-outs to Carson Wentz. You know, thanks for your service, but now you're a Colt, and Jalen Hurts, the franchise is now in your hands. Yeah, let's look at the deal, man. Carson Wentz traded to the Colts uh, this past Thursday for a third-round pick in 2021 and a conditional second-round pick in 2022. The conditions on that second-round pick is that he has to play 75% of his games. Um, You know, the Colts really believe in him. Frank Reich, who's the head coach, was the offensive coordinator or quarterback's coach, one or the other. Um, the year, the last year that Carson Wentz was good, uh, back in 1805. Um, <laughs> 1805. <laughs> there's no love loss for this guy. I mean, I, there's something that I really don't like. I do not like people who give you a face and, and then behind the scenes, they're totally different. Now, everyone gives a face, but Carson Wentz was so abhorrent. I really just, can I, I mean, we've been hearing the stories about this over and over the past few years that he would say that he's happy for Nick Foles, but then he really wasn't behind the scenes. He was saying how he wanted to do this, he wanted to do that. And then as soon as they drafted Jalen Hurts, he began to crumble. I mean, you let a rookie come in and scare you off, basically got you out the paint. So, I mean, he's he's done. He's done. I, I don't. Yeah, he might do okay and when he goes to Indianapolis, but I don't think you know if he turns it around, good for him. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I'm glad he's gone. I mean, for for both franchises, I, I know the Colts needed a quarterback because I think Phil Rivers is done. Obviously, he's at the end of his career. Yeah, he um, retired. Yeah, so they were in need of a quarterback. I didn't think they were wanted to go to the draft to get one. Um, maybe this does help Carson. I mean, obviously the Colts have a better offensive line than we do. I give him that credit. He does have T.Y. Hilton. So maybe this is what he needs to revive his career. But I think it's time for a, re- a refresh, a new start for the Eagles at least, um, for us to, you know, give Jalen Hurts a chance and maybe or make, you know, use um, Jalen has trade bait to go get another elite quarterback or some weapons in the offseason or some picks to build through the draft. So, um, either or, if we keep Jalen, I'll be happy. I just hope we get some weapons around him. If not, the only person I'll trade him for is Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. Of course, of course. But uh, you're going to have to give up a lot to get Deshaun Watson, that's for sure. Yeah, so Carson Wentz, bye-bye. Thank you for your service, by the way. <laughs> but it was, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, he's been here about four, going on almost five years, so... It was about time to cut that cord because if you see all the 
other people in his draft class, his peers, they've not elevated, and he hasn't, and we paid him that big money. and Big money, for man. For him to not make complete seasons, he doesn't even play 16 games. Yeah. Time for a new refresh, get a dual quarterback, and Jalen Hurts, now is your time to shine. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think he he'd do well, according to my brother-in-law Kenny Badio, the second. Don't forget the second. He says that Jalen Hurts is a running back with on with an arm. So, I mean, he did do well those first few games that he came in, and he's a Q dog. Q dogs usually do well in sports. So, we shall see. We should. But let's go ahead and get into this week's topic. We are going to transition and give some shine to our female athletes um i'm pretty sure everybody's aware of what happened this week um naomi osaka winning another title against the goat serena williams Mm -hmm. um i think this is going to be the start of the transition um i think serena is coming towards the end of her career and we're going to see the emergence of Naomi. And hopefully she can carry the throne of Serena, what Serena has been doing for the past two decades. Yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, we haven't seen anyone like Serena. And when we talk about the GOAT, um, you cannot mention any kind of GOAT talk without talking about the GOAT of GOATs. And that is Serena Williams. Uh, we talked a little bit about this before. How I was I was mentioning, you know, the GOAT talk with Tom Brady and all that stuff. But when we talk about an individual player who has amassed massive success, you cannot talk about anyone but Serena Williams. So tell me about the stats, man. Just run down the stats. Um, so this is a little back um, story on Serena. Um, Serena started playing tennis. Well, she became a pro at 14. Straight out of Compton. So... Um, she's she's been playing for a while. Um, she's seven hundred thirty-seven and one hundred twenty-three in career record singles. So that's seven hundred thirty-seven wins and only one hundred twenty-three losses. Sixty-nine single titles, and she's one seventy-seven to tw- to twenty-eight in record career doubles, and she has twenty-two career titles in doubles. She has. 21 Grand Slam titles singles. She has 13 Grand Slam double titles. She's won two US, she has won two mixed double titles, one US Open, one Wimbledon, and she has four Olympic gold medals, 2000, 2008, and 12. What she and and also in 2012 she got the singles and doubles. So for both models, for both medals. So altogether, how many titles does she have? Well, in which category? Uh, singles. 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 Yeah, I don't really care about doubles. <laughs> Twenty-one. Twenty-one, and then well, I guess we can put all titles together. Twenty-three all together. Is that what it was? Twenty-one plus. Tw- I mean thirteen, because it's thirteen in the doubles and twenty-one <laughs> in the singles. Oh my God, so. Needless to say, when we talk about the GOAT, we talking about Serena Williams. That's what that term was made for, okay? We're not talking about six, seven rings, okay? We're talking about hardware, hardware, all right? I don't want to hear about, well, the difference in female, male. Nope, 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 nope. We're not talking about that, okay? Matter of fact, if you wanted to go into a different sport, if you're saying, okay, MJ's the GOAT in basketball, 
and and we talking about coaches and all this stuff and winning. Pat Summit got that. Pat Summit got that locked up. Yeah. So you know we got to give our ladies their just due. Well, the UConn coach also. Uh, I think Pat Summit had more. No, he's getting there. If I okay. had to recheck, but he's because the UConn girls has been. Dominated. I remember Pat Summit having uh, crossing before she passed. Rest in peace. She did uh, cross. But she did cross over. She's been passed away for a couple of years. Right, right, right. Yeah, still yeah. Dominate. So. Yeah, that's true. And they won two championships since then. Sheesh. Or if not more. In ladies' sports, so you know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so but but back to back to Serena. So when we talk about goat, right? We talk about Serena, and then we talk about Naomi Osaka. A lot of people would hesitate to call her the next great thing, uh, next great to come through um, tennis. But we got to give her her just due as well. So let's run down her stats. Let me look at it here. Naomi Osaka has won. So we're. I'm just going to talk about Grand Slams so far. Four Grand Slams, and just to let you know, Grand Slams. Will you have it up right here. Go ahead. Is that Naomi? Um, Grand Slams. That's Roland Garros, right? That's the French Open, U.S. Open, Australian Open. Which one am I missing? And Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Okay, Britain, Great Britain. All right, those are the four oldest. Um, and that's what really brings the cameras out. That's what brings your faves out. You know, we oh, saw endorsers. we saw Beyonce and Jay Z at the last one. I mean, there everyone comes out to those. So if you are a casual tennis fan like I am, I'm not a tennis fan at all. I can't really say that. I'm a casual. It's like FIFA. Every four years, I watch it. And then when I watch it, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm like, love, yeah, I love love. I love my <laughs> wife, like. The hell are they talking about, right? But I know when they put that trophy in the air, that big castle, the big, <laughs> the big pot-looking one. I know that's that's money right there. So absolutely. So you want to tell us about Naomi Osaka's stats? Yes. So Naomi, first of all, let's 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 remind you, Naomi's under twenty-five still. She's twenty-three years young, and she already has two U.S. Open and two Australian Open titles. Mm-hmm. She won the Australian Open in 2019 and this year in 2021. Just won it. And she won the U.S. Open in 2018 and 2020. So she still has a little work to go. She doesn't have a French Open or Wimbledon, though, but she's on her way. She already has four of them, and she has two in each of Australia and the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as career earnings. Okay. Let's, let's bounce back to Serena right now. So... Believe it or not, Naomi out-earned Serena this past year of 2020 that just finished. Mm-hmm. Um, Naomi brought in $37.4 million. So she's hot right now. Absolutely. The hottest thing, I, I believe, in tennis, period. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I can't even say gross tennis. I just say across the board. Um, but on average, Serena's bringing in about 18 mil. Um, but Serena has a plethora of... Of endorsements, we're talking about from Nike, Wilson, Gatorade, Delta Airlines, Astro Martin, Pepsi, Beats by Dre, IBM, JP Morgan Chase, AP, which is Audemars Piguet, and Beyonce. <laughs> and Beyonce. so the, lo- the list is long for Serena, and she's brought in about two hundred twenty-five million dollars in her career. Did you? Um, how much? Two hundred and twenty-five mil. That's her net worth. Two hundred and twenty-five mil. No, that's her net worth. How much has she brought over over in her career? Well, she averaged about eighteen million a year. Got it. 
So in totality, probably between you know her tournament winnings and her endorsement money over over her career, she's 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 made about a quarter bill. Versus Naomi Osaka, who is just she just endorsed or just inked a new endorsement deal with Workday, which is the for a lot of people you know HR solutions. You log you clock in with Workday, all that good stuff. I have no idea how they're gonna use her, but I know they said that. Because of her social justice work, just a simple thing that she did with her her mask and putting the names of victims of uh, police brutality, um, that's what made them want to ink the deal with her. So she's young, she's vibrant, she's aware. She's not just an athlete, but she has a voice, and she has a rapper boyfriend, so th- which is also um, another, another voice, voice who, who uses his voice for good, things like that. So she just inked the deal with her. She, of course, we said was the highest female athlete earner this past year, $34 million. She has endorsement deals with, uh, let me see, she has Nike, of course. She has Nissan, which is uh, um, uh, out in Japan, because she's Jap- Japanese as well. Louis Vuitton, Tag Cure, uh, Beats by Dre, MasterCard, and she is an equity owner in Body Armor. Love Body Armor drinks. Which Kobe was before he passed away. He also. was one of the first. He was one of the first. He was the reason why I got into Body Armor. Now, because I saw him endorsing it. Now it makes big sense why Naomi's a big uh, Kobe fan. She was always wearing his jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and Met him several post, times. Yeah, post-game conferences and so on. But go, continue on. I think Harden's in there as well. Um your boy from Washington, baseball player Trout. Yeah, I believe he's he's part of that as well. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, so all of those, um, as well as an equity owner in Body Armor and Hyperice. Okay, so all of this to to career earnings to the sum of seventeen million on the on the court on the tennis court, but thirty four million off the tennis court. So a nice tidy sum. Um, for the young goat and so we we don't want to say you know that we're taking it lightly when we say she's the young goat because she has four already four of them things at 23 yeah. and and already inspiring young greats coming after her because man there's this young lady named coco golf right out of here in atlanta that put on a show i remember her playing up against uh, um against naomi Yep, two years and ago. and pushing her to the limits, you know, it was back and forth. Again, I didn't know what was going on, but I was in front of that TV because I saw Black Girl Magic on my TV, and from that day forward, man, I'm. We just spoke about this off off mic. Like, if I have a daughter, we got to think about tennis. Yeah, pick up that racket, mind you. Coco Golf is 16 years old. She's already earned a million. So yeah, uh, that's true. But it's it's. Yes, the money, the money's there. They're, they're definitely getting the checks, but it's the trajectory of them winning. Um, I know Serena has a deep catalog when it comes to trophies, but the trajectory of both of these girls, if they continue on the route they're going, um, hopefully, you know, one day they can either catch up to Serena or pass it. Yeah. Especially Naomi. Um, Naomi only being twenty two, twenty three, um, she has a good at least fifteen years of playing to go. You know, so she can make sure, you know, she's up to shape and no injuries, of course. Um, hopefully she passed 23, 23 um, Grand Slams and, you know, and she passed Serena's record. And 
I think that's what everybody's looking forward to, especially that she has early success this early on in her career, is that, you know, maybe one day we'll look in, you know, a decade or two from now and say, you know, Naomi has surpassed Serena and then Coco Golf will be the new Naomi and Naomi will take Serena's spot. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man, because in the end, this is all about representation, right? So one thing I love about Naomi Osaka as well is she will not allow people to whitewash her. And she's very, <laughs> she's she's a lot more Haitian than I thought she was, man. Yeah, she goes to Haiti. She eats sauce On the plane. <laughs> I remember after she won against Serena the first time, uh, when she had some sauce pot, for those that don't know what, what the heck that means, that's, that's Asian bean. basically bean sauce, black bean stew, basically. It's like grinded up beans, really, really good. So she had that on the flight. I was like, yo, that's real. Like, nobody just has sauce pot. That's a real Haitian right she'd there. she'd be asking for bun and like, on her IG, sometimes she'd be posting, like, anybody got bun or where I can get the... You know where I could go whenever she fly into different cities. What's what place I can go to pick up some bonan? So yeah, she she really embraces our Haitian culture. Truly um, Haitian. But what I was saying about her not re- refusing to be whitewashed. Nissan, uh, company. In, let me look Japan. that up. In Japan, I'm not sure what they do, but it has something to do. Um, it's not Nissan. It's Nissan. Let me let me look that up. Ramen. Okay, duh. It makes sense. Okay, so. It's a food company. They made a caricature of her, like an animation of her, and whitewashed her. She was really, really light in that. And it was a big deal because Japan is a homogeneous country. Um, and what I mean by that is you can go to Japan and you'll get stares because you'll you'll stick out. I mean, everyone looks the same. And it's not like the United States where there's a mix of people. Um, Japan, you really don't see that, you, you know, so you'll, you'll stick out. So for someone who's American, J- Japanese and Haitian, um, to be on one of the biggest, if not one, of, yeah, one of the biggest brands in Japan. And then they whitewash her. She was furious. She was furious about that. And, uh, it showed that there's still a lot of work to be done, even for someone of mixed race. Um, you know, there's a lot, of, you would think that she would be you know, welcomed with all arms and even, you know, me just looking into, so that brings awareness though, right? It does. Because even me, I ain't know, I was like, damn, Japanese people are racist too? Man, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, so yeah, it I, is. I'm looking into it, like they got a, a special word for the, the black and Japanese that live there, like they're shunned in society, so I'm like, damn, black people got it bad everywhere, but it's so great to see her doing great things and letting you know Number one, she's been raised by a Haitian grandmother. Yes, her mother is Japanese, but she was raised um, a lot when she went to back to New York with her father's family. She will tell you straight up, I'm Haitian and Japanese, and I happen to live in America. That's my, my location. Absolutely. So she definitely embraces both um, nationalities and represents very, very well, um, you know, especially from the Haitian community. We definitely support her and everything she does because she definitely represented us to the fullest um but again i i just can't i really can't wait um it was good to see her play against serena this week um it was a great matchup she did beat serena which i think a lot of people predicted only because you know serena is coming to the tail end of her career um if serena does come back for another year i think that'll be it 
But after the match with Naomi, I think it's going to be a window down, and Serena eventually will retire. I mean, she she has nothing to prove. She's had a career. Um, she's been a pro since fourteen, and she's thirty nine now. Mm. So long, um, good been, long career. Yeah, good long career. She had a child. She came back and mind you, again. <laughs> she won a title with that child in her stomach. Come on now, that is true. So she she at this point is you talking about goats. <laughs> There's, there's not much to prove, and I think she's leaving it in great hands by leaving um, this game in Naomi's hand, which I think Naomi will convert and you know take over the throne and carry it on, and then from there Coco will come. So future's bright, man. The future is definitely black. I'm um, bright for these. Black, no, it's black too. <laughs> <laughs> for these black uh, female athletes, and it's it's a great sight to see black girl magic out there. I'm doing great things, and I'm just looking forward to you know seeing them prosper more in the coming years. Mm-hmm. So what's coming up? We've got the French Open that's in late May, early June. We've got the Wimbledon in June, uh, late June, early July, and then of course the U.S. Open uh, late August, early September. And I am looking forward to all of those. Maybe learning a little bit more about tennis, so that when I have a little girl, um, if, if if God willing, I have a baby girl, that's that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> Gonna raise the next arena. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. So, with that being said, um, I, I think you know, at this point, it's not hard to say that we know who the goat is. Um, we will have an episode to debate the goats across different sports. Definitely have to have that. We um, might have to do that on our clubhouse on Monday. Nah, nah, we'll wait. We'll, we'll wait, wait on that. Yeah, okay, we'll wait. Let's do an episode first, and then we'll get people time to really think and digest. Because that that that's going to be a hard, long debate. Yeah. So stay tuned. Um, we will have a debate about who's the goat across all sports: basketball, football, tennis, and swimming. Ooh, swimming! You throw that in there. Yes, because you have to include Michael Phelps. Yeah. So, um, we'll definitely chime in on that. But thank you again. Thanks for listening to this episode. Continue to leave that notification bell turned on so you can be up to date on every episode launch. And don't forget, leave your comments. Let us know what you want to hear on next week's episode or what you think about this week's episode. Also, don't forget Monday at 7 p.m. Clubhouse. Don't forget to join us. If you need a invitation, DM us on our social media Instagram, sports underscore cash underscore, to get a Clubhouse invite. We will be live on Clubhouse Monday at 7 p.m. So you definitely don't want to miss that. We had a great debate. By the way, before we go, our last discussion on the Clubhouse, um, we did top five receivers, mm-hmm. running backs, and quarterbacks in the NFL. Man, had I missed a, that one, man. Had a great, great, great debate. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that was in the room. I just want to let everybody know what the results was. So after a long debate, we agreed that the top five quarterbacks of the NFL 2020-21 season was number one, Patrick Mahomes, number two, Josh Allen, number three, Deshaun Watson, number four, Aaron Rodgers, and number five, Russell Wilson, in that order. The top running backs for the NFL 2020-21 season goes number one, Derrick Henry, number two, Nick Chubb, number three, Dalvin Cook, number four, Jonathan Taylor, number five, David Montgomery. And last but not least, the top five receivers that we voted on for the 2020-21 NFL season is number one, Devontae Adams, number two, 
DeAndre Hopkins. Number three, Tyreek Hill. Number four, Stephon Diggs. And number five, DK Metcalf. So as you can see, guys, we'll be having great conversation on Clubhouse. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Um, we will have more debates like that as time goes on. So continue to stay up to date with us on Clubhouse. One last thing, one last thing. We are continuing to bring in new voices. We are looking to bring in a new voice again. He actually doesn't know this yet, but I'm a, I mean, he knows a little bit about it. He just doesn't know the day yet. Um, but we will be having someone in to talk to us or talk with us about Atlanta sports and everything Atlanta sports. And there it is. He's probably shaking his head right now. <laughs> yes, sir, Ken. So, so uh, that'll be a teaser. Yeah, for, a little teaser for next week. For our next week episode. So, again, thank you again, and we'll see you guys next week. All right, Cash Crew. Till next time. This episode is brought to you in part by Sneaker Broker. Do you have a favorite sneaker that you've been waiting on, but it's sold out everywhere, including online? Shop with Sneaker Broker, a premium sneaker dealer based in Atlanta. They'll take care of you and try to find you whatever you need. Find out more by visiting their Instagram at SNKR underscore broker. That is at SNKR underscore broker to find out more. What's up, Cash Crew? This is KD. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to find us on social media at sports underscore cash underscore. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube at Sports Cash Podcast. And don't forget to hit that notification bell.